Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, welcome back to the I Should Totally Be Dead Right Now podcast, where we tell true stories of survivors of true crime, natural disasters, and everything else in between. How's it going, Michelle? Woo woo! It's going oh, good. That's a really good Yeah, one. I'm feeling... The drinks that we had. Yes, and actually these drinks are a suggestion that we got from one of our listeners. Ah. So what is it? I'll tell you. Well, actually, I want to give her a shout out. So Well, we had to do a little imp- improvisation, yes. if you will, with the drinks because it turns out that the booze that she recommended is not available here in Oregon. It's not in Oregon at all. Which, it's a vanilla spiced rum, if you will. Yes. And it's called Lambs. Like the, like, Like meh, a little. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like that. A lamb spiced rum. And all you have to do is add Coke, and it tastes just like a vanilla Coke. This is, her name is Jessica. Oh, thank and you, Jessica. I believe she's in Canada. I think that's what she said. Or I looked her up and I'm a stalker. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry, Jessica. (laughs) We don't know your full address. (laughs) But uh, so she suggested that and we're like, yes, that sounds delicious. But again, we had to improvise because we don't have that in Oregon. Is it a brand name like the Lamb's? Yeah, it's Lamb's Spiced Rum, but it's vanilla spiced rum. Hmm. And so what we did is we just got spiced rum and vanilla Coke. Which, it turns out, it's really delicious, so I bet this drink that she suggested would be even better. Probably. Well, I'm on my third, and... Same. It's so good. It is so it's good. It's just like a vanilla Coke. Mm-hmm. You can't even taste the booze, which you is can't. dangerous. You <laughs> can't. It's a little dangerous. We're getting a little crazy. We were getting into some big... Big dreams. We were talking about... <laughs> we were talking about dreams, and crush dreams, and... Yeah. But on to other things, I can't even care less about your dreams, Kaylin. That's not true at all. Uh, Shattered again, it's fine. I have puppies. (gasps) Oh, Oh, that's right. So we have uh, three girls and two boys, all little, like, almost solid black German shepherds. Wow. So Isn't that rare? All black? Yeah. Well, Dad, Maverick, Uh is almost all black, except for his little feet and everything. But I think, actually, they'll lighten up. Oh, okay. Like, we were kind of looking on Google at other pictures of uh, German Shepherds being born, and so many of them were almost solid black. So I think it's fairly common. Oh, okay. I don't know if that's the case or not, but it seemed like it. Oh, Um, I love those goddamn puppies so much. Charlie's such a devoted mom, though. As soon as you, like, even touch them, she is all over you to tell you to... Please leave like, them please the fuck alone. Yeah. She's not aggressive. She's just like, um, excuse me. I will take that puppy back, please. Yeah. That is mine. Well, I'll be at your house all the time. So. Oh, please do. Because <laughs> I love them. Oh. All right. So. Now we have adorable. to talk about something other than puppies. Whatever know, the fuck. Right? Oh, all right, Caitlin. <laughs> We're jumping in the story, okay? Listen to this. This right. story is about Ashley Wallace. Ashley Wallace. Okay. Yes. So it is, it's not today, (laughs) it is January 11th, 2000. Well, it's practically today, just a few years ago. So Ashley is 11, 12, around that age. Okay. Uh, And she has a younger sister named Bree. 
So okay, Ashley so, and Brie. Cute. It's a cute name, right? Yeah. So she had a pretty normal childhood, but as she got older, uh, she lived through some traumatic things. Oh, no. But on this day, her father was found unresponsive and was rushed to the hospital. Oh, dear. So her father went to the doctors a few weeks before thinking he had an inner ear infection or an inner ear disorder or something. Oh, fuck, Caitlin. Are you serious? Like, this is my worst nightmare. I have all kinds of ear issues. That's true. So you have uh, three months. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's it's horrible. I'm just kidding. That's terrible. You don't. Okay. No, no, no. Oh, that kind of brought some tears to my eyes. Sorry. Oh, gosh. Not crying. That was oh, hilarious. Okay. Oh, okay, good. But he was pronounced dead. They told the family that it was pretty much a heart attack. So it wasn't an ear oh, thing. So you're okay. okay. I'm you're all right. Fine. You're fine. You'll be just fine. So he was not feeling well due right. to this inner ear thing. That he thought he but had. But he was found unresponsive on the couch, and that was due to a heart attack. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. So the family was extremely saddened of this and the loss, of course. He was yeah. only 38 years old. Like, he was young. Oh, yeah. That's fucking scary mm-hmm. as hell. So on August 16th, 2003... Ashley's mom, her name is Stacy, she got remarried to this man named David Castor. Hmm. Uh, she met through her boss. So her okay. boss kind of like set them up. Is Sta- David an okay guy? We will find out. Oh, Sta- I suspect he is not. <laughs> Stacy took his name, but the girls did not. David is really into the outdoors, and he had a boat, four-wheelers, snowmobiles. Like, he was the family security. He, he was, was a, a fucking weekend warrior yeah, kind of type was. situation. Okay. Ashley and Bree had a hard time with this marriage, just because mm. it was a few years after the death of their father. They did not want their father to be replaced. Yeah. And David was difficult with the kids. He expected them to do, like, everything he wanted them to do. Like, mm. do this, you know. And and if they I, didn't immediately jump up and do it, it yeah. was like, what the fuck are these kids doing this it, whole time? Yeah. The disrespect, right? Uh, so, indeed. two years later, on August 22nd, 2005, a 911 call was placed by Stacy that her husband locked her out of the bedroom at 5 a.m. on Sunday, and now it's Monday, and he still hasn't come out of the bedroom. Oh, jeez. So Stacy said that they had a huge fight and he took a bottle of Southern Comfort and locked himself in the room. She thought that he just got drunk and was sleeping it off because she could hear him like snoring oh. while she listened to the door. Okay, so she knew he wasn't dead in there. Well, now that he's not coming out after that bit, she couldn't hear anything. Okay, so she heard the snoring. And she's like, he's sleeping it off. I'm going to leave him alone. Now I haven't heard anything for a little while, so Mm -hmm. I'm calling 911. Exactly. Okay. So the police showed up and broke down the door. They found David dead on the bed with two glasses on the nightstand, one with antifreeze in it. (gasps) They also found a bottle of antifreeze open under the bed. Oh, no. With his apparent suicide, the investigation began to expect foul play when they found a turkey baster in the trash smelling of alcohol. Stacy told the police that he was depressed because his father recently passed away. Hmm. But friends of David said that he wouldn't do that. That he was never... He was kind of a, vital in his life and... Yeah, he would was never, a weekend warrior, you yeah. know? He was... He's not going to fucking kill himself. Right. It was especially weird when David's will left everything to Stacy, Ashley, and Bree, but not to his son. Oh, indeed. So, 
The investigation was open for two years, trying to figure... Oh, shit. That's, that's a, a while. long time, right? <laughs> yeah. The investigators started looking at Stacy's first husband, Michael's death. Because, you know, he passed away from oh, a heart attack. Oh, of course. They kind of had some similarities. So on September 5th, 2007, Michael's body was exhumed to complete an, aut- an autopsy. Oh, okay. Because I guess they didn't really do that because they're like, oh, it's a heart attack. Yeah. And no need to. No foul play was suspected. So yeah. they went ahead and on with the funeral. So the thing about antifreeze is that it is a painful death. But yeah. it leads to a formation of crystals in the organs. Oh, okay. So while doing the autopsy, boom, loaded with crystals. <gasps> of the exhumed body? Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. my. His organs were full of crystals. So police set up a camera at Stacy's home and at the graveyard and wiretapped her phone. A little sting operation, exactly. if you will. So on September 7th, 2007, so two days after the body was exhumed, Stacy was brought in for questioning. One investigator asked, do you remember which glass that you poured the cranberry juice in? Because she made him a drink. Mm. Stacy said, well, when I poured in the antifreeze, I mean... She did not! The cranberry juice. <laughs> when detectives called her on her little slip-up, she immediately got defensive and stopped the interview and left. That's the, that's the <laughs> shit that would happen to me. That's how I'm going down for murder, is right? my own fucking slip-up. <sighs> How did you murder Caitlin? Well, I murdered her exactly. Oh no, that's not exactly. What it would I be meant like Michelle. Say. Did you do it? Yes. Oh, oh no, 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 I, meant, I did no. not. I misunderstood the question. <laughs> so it was September twelfth, two thousand seven, and Ashley uh, was attending her first day of college, and two investigators came in to tell her that how her father actually died. God, how she devastating! Was heart attack, right? Fucking On your first day of college, too. Like, yeah. My future is bright. <laughs> We're yeah. shutting that shit down. It is not as bright as you're hoping. No. Poor thing. Shocked by the news, Ashley calls her mom and questions her about the conversation uh, she had with investigators. So Stacy told Ashley, you know what? Come to the house. We will talk. We'll have a drink and uh, Are discuss Are you even <laughs> fucking kidding me? You know what, if you ever call me up and like, hey, do you want to come over and have a drink? I'm going to just say no from now on because I don't feel safe about this at all. (laughs) So Ashley drinks a mixed vodka drink her mom made her. She becomes lethargic and passes out in her bedroom. What sort of fucking crazy mom is this? She wakes up hungover but went to school anyways. She's a trooper. She's a real 19, 20 year old, you know. After school, she came back to the house, and Stacy's like, hey, we should get drunk again and celebrate your 21st birthday early. I mean, she's 19, so it's really early, (laughs) Uh, but let's let's drink. And so she gave her another vodka drink, but this time, this drink didn't taste very good. Because it was riddled with antifreeze? (laughs) I'm just guessing. Stacy told her and just got her a straw to drink through the straw and just put it at the back of her throat and just drink it. What the <laughs> fuck? So Stacy's like, okay, yeah. So she drank the whole drink. I mean, it's your mom. Like, yeah, you're gonna trust I mean, your mom. I would not think my mom was trying to kill me. Right? I'm gonna be honest. So after that, she became very tired and she went to lay down. Oh, the next morning, Bree found Ashley barely breathing. Oh. Okay. And she told Nancy. Nancy. She told Stacy <laughs> to call nine one one. 
She's like, oh, oh, I dialed the wrong number. I called information instead. Well, this was the third time in eight years Stacy had to call 911 for help for an overdose or, you know, for help in general, I guess. She said that Ashley had consumed alcohol and took a quite a few doses of medications. Mm-hmm. Next to Ashley's body was a typewritten note written by Ashley confessing to the murders of her father and stepfather. <gasps> God, Stacy is a motherfucking piece of work. Right? Oh my God. And that's why she wanted to take her life. Because she felt just so terrible. Yeah. Oh my gosh. At the hospital, there was multiple different types of drugs. It was like a whole collage of medications. All kinds of different shit in there. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And she was about 15 minutes from death. <gasps> like Brie oh. found her just, just in, in time. Just in time. Oh my goodness. Good job, Brie. Ashley finally wait, and she's sixteen. Yeah, Re-16 could you? Oh, I, could I just got total goosebumps. The poor thing, finding her sister, and your mom just chilling. Like, yeah. What? Oh, what? She murdered her father and stepfather. That's weird. Yeah, you know, like, mm. I guess it's fine. What the fuck? <laughs> so Ashley finally wakes up, and she is surrounded by people. Hopefully not her and mother. No. Well, yes, she was there. So they told her about the note and Ashley was wide-eyed and told them that she did not try to kill herself (laughs) and did not kill her father's previous. That same day, Stacy is arrested. (laughs) Yeah, good. And she's arrested at the hospital. Like, she came with them. And she's just trying to play it cool. Like, she didn't just try to kill her daughter. Exactly, yeah. So charged with the murder of David Castor and attempted murder of Ashley. That's what they're... Which one is David? Is David the stepfather? Or? The stepfather. Okay. So on December 20th, 2007, Stacy is indicted on one count of second degree murder, second degree attempted murder, and plot to present a forged will. Because, you know, she got everything left to her and the girls and not his mm. son, you know, so there was... Um, is the son making a ruckus at this point? Probably It didn't a really bit. go into detail about him, but mm. I probably would. On September 25th, 2008, so we're like... A year. The judge rules Michael Wallace's death to be submitted as evidence. Okay, so, so murder him, number one is now being used to convict Stacy in murder number two? Correct. Okay. Yes. So they can use that as evidence. Okay. So they can present that to the court. Like We exhumed the body. There was fucking evidence of antifreeze mm-hmm. all throughout him. Exactly. He did not die of cardiac arrest. Mm-hmm. January 12th, 2009, Stacy's trial starts. Man, this is fucking nine years later from where we started our story. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I mean, she got away with it the first time. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so Ashley and Bree take the stand. Mm. And the jury deliberated for four days. And on February 5th, 2009, Stacy's convicted of second degree murder, attempted murder, and forgery of David Castor's will. Oh, okay. So it was clear that she forged it. Absolutely. So Stacy was not sentenced until March 5th, 2009. So, like, a month later. Wow. Um, she was sentenced to 51 years in prison. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. She, um, yeah, deserves that shit. Oh, absolutely. Hardcore. Your own daughter you yeah. try to kill and you blame can fuck all yourself, the murders Stacey. on them. <sighs> so, Ashley and Bree got to give a statement at sentencing. Oh, gosh. So, through- Am I going to start fucking crying? I don't know. Maybe. <sighs> you know, you have done well with these victim impact statements, I- so feel like yes i have because <laughs> i have been an emotional wreck lately because you just had puppies i did so I, think just that's why. I was picking up on poor charlie's energy oh well 
Through tears, they both got through it. And this is part of what they said. It was like a five-minute thing. So okay. I, I... We won't do it we won't all. won't do it all. Yes. She was my best friend, and she took that all away just because she got scared. Well, I was scared too, when all I wanted was my mom. But she was the one who did this. I don't understand how you can say you love someone, and in the next breath, you try to kill them. Agreed. Right? There, Ashley. Yeah. As horrible as it makes me feel, this is goodbye, mom. As hard as you tried, I survived. And I will survive because now I'm survived by people who love me. Aww. Right? I know. Stacy still Uh. claims her innocence, though. Fuck you, (laughs) Stacy. We're done with you forever. She said that she did not kill her husband and she would not try to kill her daughter. No one's buying what you're selling, huh? Right? Like... There's a note. Yeah. uh, Where the shit did that come from? I'd like to know. Ashley states, I wish that she would just say, I'm sorry, and just come up with everything that she did. Yeah, just fess up. Yeah. It would make us all feel a lot better. Right. Stacy was called the Black Widow, but she actually passed away in prison in 2016 due to natural causes at the age of 48. One article said it was a heart attack. Oh, that bitch got some antifreeze. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so... We're going to exhume that body and there'll be <laughs> fucking crystals everywhere. So, Ashley says, I never got my answers because Stacy died. I know that I didn't do anything wrong. I'm going to do good things in the world, despite her making me, in every sense of the word, an orphan. Oh, fucking Ashley. God damn it. <laughs> That's so sad. And also just not having the answers. Can you imagine? Like, can you just, like, say you're sorry you tried to kill your own daughter? And she's like, nah. I didn't Hard do pass. it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't do it. Like, okay. Oh, my God. Mm. I can't even. Just knowing that your own mom tried to kill you. That's probably, a whole other level, I yeah, feel like. That is a whole other level. Someone who, like, you trust and love unconditionally. She should have just left it at the first one and been done there. That's true. Or she should have just killed anyways. You know. Yeah, good point, Caitlin. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's really the takeaway here. Just don't kill. There you go. Don't. It's not that you should stop after the first one. You should just maybe not do the first one in the first place. Uh, life lessons here, folks. Life lessons. <laughs> God. So Ashley still struggles with trauma, but... She credits her counselor, doctor, and loved ones around her with her progress. As of February 2020, Ashley is engaged to be married and she lives in New York City. All right. She's focused on her future and says, As hard as it is to get up every day and put a smile on my face, I know that I have to. Because if I don't, Stacy wins. Fuck you, Stacy. Right? All right. All right. Okay. So I am taking us back a bit. Ooh. We're going to 1823. Wow, we went back. Uh, The story is about Hugh Glass. Hugh is a fur, fur, oh good lord, a fur trader. (laughs) And he is just recently signed up with Ashley's 100, which is General William Henry Ashley's expedition out west. So we're in America before it was really, you know, this is the wild, wild west time, if you will. So they're off to do some fur trading. Cowboys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a cowboy, does he not? Oh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Or like a, what are those? Pioneer. Pioneer or a panner for gold or some such thing. What are those guys called? 
Oh, good God. A panner. There know. we go. No. That's what you said. I feel like there's a word for it, but I can't think of what it is. Oh, well. So anyway, they're heading up the Missouri River to go, you know, find fur, if you will. So expeditions of this kind were very dangerous. There was a lot of still Native American tribes mm-hmm. all about. And this one, the Arikara, is that right? Nailed it. They were always at risk of attack from the Arikara warriors. Okay. So it's a, it was a tribe in the area that was... Trying to keep their land. Thank you, yeah. So Ashley's party, uh, the Ashley's 100, soon suffered an assault from this tribe. And 15 of their 100 folks were killed. Their 100 oh, volunteers. Wow. Yeah, and Hugh Glass... Volunteers? Yeah, they were all volunteers. Oh, so <laughs> not even getting paid for it. I think it's one of those you get paid when we get back type oh. situations. We're all going to go out and then we're going to come home and we'll split the riches among us of all the furs and shit that we got along the way. Got it. So Hugh was wounded in this attack by oh. the Arikara tribe. That's not good. No, indeed. So however, the risk of conflict was not the only danger that the fur trading party had around them. In this day, in they were like in southern South Dakota, grizzly bears were also a very big risk. Oh. At the, you know, because there's wildlife everywhere. I mean, it isn't, of course today's civilized world you know right this is before we killed everything (laughs) (laughs) so wildlife abounded so after the attack that hugh was already wounded in Mm -hmm. he was then he went ahead of the party so the attack happened they kind of settled down they were you know they got everyone taken care of and then they set out again so at this point grizzly bears they're over 12 feet tall and they weigh Freaking three quarters of a ton. So we're talking about 1,500 pounds. Wow. So just large, large bears with large, large claws. So an encounter with a grizzly bear left little chance of survival. So one day while scouting ahead, Hugh accidentally stumbled upon a grizzly bear with her two cubs. So it's a mama bear as we have our little, like, little Charlie. (laughs) She'd probably rip our faces off too. Oh, I love her so much. Okay. So, Mama, in protection of her cubs, just charges directly (gasps) at him. So, he tries to shoot his rifle Mm -hmm. and hits her in the chest, but she just still keeps on coming. So, he is now being mauled (gasps) by a grizzly bear. So, it almost scalped him. It punctured his throat and just mauled the shit out of him. Oh my god! So he was just beat to shit. Yeah. So he got the one shot off, but the bear just continued to just pummel the shit out of him. And in a different one, um, I read that he actually had a hunting knife also. Hmm. And so he was trying to like stab, stab her and try to get her to hold her off with his hunting knife. Hmm. Um, And so he was able to hold her off until the rest of the party kind of came upon them and they actually helped kill her. So that bums me out big time. I know. What about the babies? I'm assuming that they probably grew up and maybe got vengeance later. (laughs) (laughs) You killed my mom! Right? Oh, poor thing. Uh, It sounds like the baby bears were fine, but Mama Bear did not make it. Oh. 
So now Hugh is semi-unconscious, bleeding heavily, and he has suffered serious wounds on his limbs and torso, his throat, and he also has a fractured leg. Okay. Yeah, so he is just... And back in those times, like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, like, here. Well, you'll see. Oh. His companions believe there was little hope of survival. Oh, yep. <laughs> and so they just made him comfortable while they waited for the inevitable. Shit. So they just like, here, take a fur, go lay down, and we'll just wait for you to die. <laughs> so the next day, Hugh showed little sign of improvement. So oh. he was looking not yeah. good at all. But he clung to life. So torn between a sense of loyalty to Hugh and also wanting to get their expedition back on course, they decided to move the company away, but they left, they paid $80 to two guys to stay with him. So the rest of the hundred took off to continue the fur expedition. And these two guys were supposed to just hang out with them until he died. Yeah. I guess to make sure he died. I don't know why they hung out. I think it was just, you know, a little bit of... Courtesy. Yeah, like, hopefully you don't die and you'll be able to catch up and these Uh, two guys will be here to help you if that happens. Well, that's nice at least. So his two companions were getting more and more freaked out that the Arikara tribe was going to come back and attack them once more. So these two men were John Fitzgerald and Jim Bridger. Jim Bridger was actually a boy. He was oh. not a man. So it was like this man and this young boy were left to tend to this poor oh. dying man. Poor Hugh. So they stayed with him for a week. Oh, and, my gosh. Yeah. And Glad or Hugh just continued to stay alive and struggled to, you know, just be alive. But he was not really making any improvements or anything. He was a constant, like... Yeah, just sort of, yeah, half unconscious, half, you know, and he's got this broken leg and all these wounds and, you know. But he could, like, eat and drink. I don't really even think so. Really? A week, though? Dang. Yeah, they probably gave him a little bit. But they were just, especially Fitzgerald, was becoming just increasingly anxious. And so finally, he convinced Brigger, or Bridger, to abandon Hugh. So they're like, fuck it. We got to get the hell out of here. So arguing that it made no sense that all three men were to lose their lives. We might as well just have one guy die and we should save ourselves. So off they went. They left him with one like bear skin Mm -hmm. and they took all the food. They took all the supplies. (gasps) They took everything and left. What? So completely. They some food or water? No, they left him utterly alone and defenseless. (gasps) They just presumed that he was going to die in the next day or so. I think after a week, there's kind of some hope, right? I would think so, but apparently not. So incredibly, though, our Hugh Glass regained consciousness. Wow. And he gradually began to recover his strength. Initially, he was unable to to stand, but after a while, he was uh, successfully able to drag himself to a river. And there oh. he drank water and he found some berries and roots along the way. This guy and, wants to live, man. Yeah, he's... Holding on. That that he is. So he was forced to set his own broken leg. <gasps> I know. Uh. Um, and then he also allowed maggots to eat his at his wounds to kind of keep <laughs> it from getting gangrene. Uh, there's one thing I can't stand is maggots. I cannot. 
I can't do maggots. I can't. I can't. Well, they just might save your life sometime. I guess. If you're on the verge of getting tons of infections, it can what? cut. I just, <laughs> it's so bad. Just, okay. Could you imagine, like, looking down at your leg and then just seeing all these maggots? Just, like, scrolling around yum, and yum, eating yum. it. No, nom, nom, Caitlin. Move on. Can't. So later he feasted on the rotting meat of abandoned kills of other animals that were around. Oh. So another animal would take down oh. something, they would eat their fill and take off, and then he would eat the scraps that were left behind. I don't know if I could do it. I yeah, I feel like this person has a will to live that maybe I perhaps cannot <laughs> comprehend. <laughs> Maybe if I was in this situation, maybe my life has been a little too easy, but maybe. I'm okay know. with it. I'm, I don't want to be serial oh, yeah, killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, we're good. We're good. Oh my goodness. So little by little, he dragged himself to the nearest settlement, which was Fort Kiowa. I apologize if that's completely wrong, okay. but it was 250 miles away. Whoa. Yeah. So he had a hike in front of him. And he can't walk. No, right. he was eventually able to stand up again, but, like, okay. um, but I'm sure it was yeah. hardly able to walk. I, I mean, see. it was probably a lot of dragging himself and ugh, limping around. My God, Hugh, good Lord. So as the days uh, passed, he grew stronger and stronger and was finally able to stand. Okay, so okay, here we are. Okay. So one day he actually interrupted a group of wolves after they had just killed a buffalo. Okay. And so um, I guess the story is that he went in and he scared them. But what actually happened is he let them eat their fill and they kind of took off. That makes off. more sense because I'm like, wolves would just kill you. Yeah. Like, no, he sort of let them. They're afraid of you. One versus like a whole pack. Yeah. Oh, they're man, like, man. fuck you, man. You're half dead. We'll kill you in one second. Yeah. So he let them eat their fill and then they sort of wandered off. And then he was able to eat on the buffalo after that, which turns out was sort of the turning point for him of becoming a little bit more healthy to survive his trek if you will so eventually he came to the cheyenne river where he was able to fashion a raft out of it sounded like some animal skins i read in a different one okay and he floated downstream to the fort that he had been trying to get that was 250 miles away so all the while uh-huh. In the forefront of his mind were the two gentlemen that abandoned him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, he was determined to survive just to be able to look them in the eye and have his revenge. So, I bet. All he was thinking is that That's how he survived. Fitzgerald. Just... <laughs> just pure hate. Yeah. Uh, so finally, after six weeks of travel, Hugh made it to the Fort Kiowa. Six weeks. Yeah, gosh. He uh, recuperated from his ordeal, and he was determined to seek out Fitzgerald and Bridger. He first encountered Bridger, but he took took mercy on him once he realized that the boy's youth and remorse for what he had done under Fitzgerald's instruction Mm -hmm. just sort of made him be like, He's just a kid. You're forgiven. It's fine. You know, it's all that other motherfucker's fault. Yeah. Where's he? Yeah. Let's go find Fitzgerald. Hugh was still consumed by rage for Fitzgerald. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when he finally caught up with him, he discovered that Fitzgerald had actually signed up for the U.S. Army. And so he was effectively untouchable 
So he's off in the army and Hugh couldn't go in and kill him or exact his revenge or whatever. Okay. So what? Yeah. So he, he became a scout in the U S army. And so was was he gone or he's just like, I am, I'm untouchable. You can't, I think it was more, he was gone and that Hugh couldn't infiltrate the army to go seek out his, you know, kill him. I thought he was just like walking around be like, um, I'm I'm untouchable motherfucker. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That knife ain't going to work here today. No, I think it just, he was (laughs) gone. I see. So Hugh vowed that day that Fitzgerald, when he left the army, he would no longer be safe. And he would pursue him to the death. Dang. But Hugh was never able to fulfill his promise. (laughs) He returned to life as a guide and a fur trapper, but eventually met his ends at the hands of the Rickera in 1833. So this is only 10 years later. So he only made it another 10 years Although his life was cut short, he is remembered throughout the United States for his incredible feat of survival. Absolutely. And, of course, this can all be seen in the movie The Reverend. See? Okay, yeah. It all is very familiar. Yeah, very familiar. Yeah, familiar. (laughs) Any mistakes we make, it's all Jessica. Jessica. (sighs) Jessica. Girl. Girl. (laughs) You gave us a very drinkable drink, and we drank the shit out of them. Drink responsibly. Good call, Caitlin. Nicely said. Thank you. Uh, So actually, that's really where we end. But I guess the reverent is all in mountains and it's all snowy the whole time. And in fact, none of that is real. Oh, really? Yeah. He was in the plains and there was no snow. And, you know, so the snow makes it more dramatic. It's like cold. Yeah. There's quite a few liberties taken (sighs) with that movie. But that is supposed to be more of the correct story I see. behind it but there no one actually knows the fully correct story just because he didn't take any accounts of it he was just trying to survive he wasn't journaling the entire so time so pretty much he probably just told stories and people like just the story from down, down yeah down. probably none of that shit happened and, <laughs> yeah I'm sure it happened <laughs> he's like I'm amazing yeah. check me out no, but he did get attacked by the grizzly bear. He took major wounds. That and was actually really... They did a really good job in that movie. In oh, scene. yeah. Isn't that where he won his Oscar? Yeah, he yeah. won. Yeah, Leo. Oh, Leo. Finally got you. your Oscar, Leo. <laughs> but I... Like, if I get wounded, especially, like, on the neck, around the throat... That's, like, where arteries and stuff really are. So how's that supposed to, like... No, he was, like, totally punctured. He probably... They just got, like, in between the artery. Like, didn't hit anything super vital. I mean, I feel, like... I'm glad that he survived, but I feel bad for the bear. I mean, they were just in their territory. I know. I always feel bad for the the animal. But that's life. There's a life cycle, you know? It's the circle... The circle of I'm sorry. When you stare at me like that, I was gonna let you finish. Just just went downhill from there. (laughs) I get so emotional in the beginning, and then I just get wildly self conscious. (laughs) Aww. Good job. I shouldn't sing, but I do. You're the you're the singer though. That's right. AKA the angel. (laughs) We still debate about that one. Nah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a great story. I mean, yeah, I mean, 
It did sound familiar. So they did do a lot in the movie, but yeah, this whole snow thing. Yeah, yeah I guess I mean, none of that. And the was, mountains wasn't the case. Right. And they added, I think he took on a Native American wife at some point, and that didn't happen. Mm. And he so, had like a, a kid with him. Yeah, that, that was and, apparently not the case. Right. According, I have this yeah, other yeah. Um, article, and it's like, this shit didn't happen, and that shit didn't happen. And, that, and it's like, it was so confusing because it would tell this whole part of the story to be like, eh, that didn't happen. Mm. And so I, I had to just abandon that story. Right, yeah. So. Well, it's a good story, though. Oh, good time. Six weeks out in the. Fucking trying to make it 250 miles with your damn broken leg and. Wounds all over. Uh. Yeah, and I mean, they totally figured he was going to be dead. Well, yeah, I probably would too, honestly. I think they expected to, you know, Fitzgerald and Bridger were imagining that he would die in a day and then they could just take off and re, you know, get with their company. But. (sighs) Well, that was a great story. Great stories, great drinks. Yeah. It's just been a a delightful time. time. New puppies. uh, I know. Well, uh, check out the puppies on our Instagram. They're up already because I'm posting them right now. Um, also, um, if you want to suggest us a drink, we'll be happy to try it. So. We will drink. Well, I'm not going to say just about anything because let's be not crazy. Yeah. Nothing but gross. If you like it, I feel like we'll probably like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Let's have a drink together. Yes. People. Oh, Caitlin. We'll put Aww. it. All right. So, uh, please follow us on all platforms. Uh, comment, message us, email us at I should totally be dead right now at gmail.com. Mention how pretty Caitlin is again. <laughs> <laughs> That hasn't happened, Michelle. That is not true. People are just sliding into the DMs, not not listening to the podcast. Uh, so pretty. So, uh, so. Damn it. I don't want to have to wear makeup every time I come here when we take pictures. I hope you're happy, Caitlin. We'll just use filters. That's what mm-hmm. life... You're the best. <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you so much, and we will uh, see you next time. Indeed. Right. Bye. Thanks, Jessica. Bye.